0: i'm sure you saw this one floating around the internet will this is the next generation of wireless charging yes air charge claims it's capable of five watt wireless charging over several meters you know people are very skeptical of this really I don't yes see why I mean, people are scared enough about five G. Uh-huh. Imagine the power just floating through the air. They're stressed out, these people. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is very difficult to do, and the reason we haven't seen it yet in a product is not that you can't do it, but that if if it was to be successful in transferring power, it would wouldn't be very efficient. I mean, that said, there's people that still criticize just regular wireless charging on a charge mat saying, hey, that's less efficient. There's more power lost there than if you plug a cable in. Uh-huh. This is another level of that, especially when you see the, the advertised five watt charge speed, which is obviously not very compelling in 2021. But you would assume there would be some pretty strong technological barriers to... Rolling out some technology like this. it's cool nonetheless. You could play the video. It's cool nonetheless. Hmm. You know they're talking future talk. Now you do have to have this big uh, giant appliance there in your house as well, your apartment. Yeah. And how cool would it be to walk in a room and your phone starts charging with the animation? That's very cool. That's the future. It. I mean, it feels amazing. It's just using like a hundred
1: megawatts a day
0: yeah your 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 toes are tingling your toes are tingling <laughs> your hair is just all mm, mm. within a few meters up. a five watt remote charge to multiple devices by the way you're just chilling you're gaming whatever you don't even have to think about it your device is just always charging staying charged this is a demo well this is a perfect scenario look how perfect the apartment is yeah Look at this guy. Everything is so clean. He's never even had anything. He doesn't even have a pillow or a blanket on the couch. He didn't even have any uh, garbage laying around. He charges <laughs> wirelessly. This dude has got it all figured out. Yeah. You dude. have garbage around? Oh, yeah. Did, did you see the desk before we started rolling over here, the coffee cups and things? Yeah, but not on the ground. No, not on the ground, but yeah. I'm saying it doesn't. I'm saying it's not lived in. Don't tell me that's lived uh, in. I, I know
1: some people who...
0: They pull it off like that, but apartment. there's no personal, there's no personal items. True. There's no, Very not true. a, it's not a knickknack or a trinket. There's no. Yeah, uh, it's not personalized. No keep safe, keepsakes. There's no, he's sure. keeping nothing. It goes straight out the door once he's done with it, this guy. Well, you keep the me Air Charge. hmm That's what you keep. So it's a huge device. It's important for us to say. At this moment, that me Air Charge is a huge device. It's mm-hmm. about the size of a. Uh, a mini to, fridge. Yeah, mini fridge. Yeah. Pretty much, it's about the size of a mini fridge, just so you can have this luxury. So you got to find space for a mini fridge instead of just having a cable coming out or a typical wireless charger. But you know me, I like that next technology. But I just got to tell you what the potential drawbacks are here. Uh, I'm reading this story on TechSpot, but many have talked about this. The way it's being advertised, five watts to your device. The argument here is it may require 1000 watts plus of input power just to get the 5 watts to your phone. Mm. That's an ugly figure. I don't mm. think anybody's going to like that. I've been dealing with watts lately. You have, yeah. And it got me it's got me all stressed out cuz I've been trying to power some some really powerful stuff like kind of electric car type of power consumption. Mm-hmm. And you need special breakers and you know you can't be going off a residential line for this stuff i mean so to to give up and now a thousand watts is okay you can plug that into a regular receptacle regular receptacle north america is going to do 1800 watts well Hmm. i don't know if you know you signed up for watt talk today i didn't know i i didn't know i was going to do watt talk today but a thousand is just it's just crazy for five watts. no one's going to be happy with that transaction and Certainly, the environmental types are gonna. Uh, well, they're gonna be very upset commenting below that particular video. Get out of my face! Save the planet, planet Earth, Mother Earth, green grass, uh, blue ocean, etc. Mm. Atmosphere. Big fans of the atmosphere. <laughs> Would you buy something like this? Not at the current, not at the current no. status. But I also don't want to say, "Hey, don't show that off." If you can do it, like when you're at the early stages here, will. Uh, you might you might not have everything to a point where it's ready for consumers, but it's 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 inspiring to see these future technologies mm. and to start imagining and thinking about uh, what that's gonna look like. It's part of being a tech fan to a certain extent. Yeah.
1: The potential.
0: So on the optimistic side, that's the that's one way you can look at it. If you're if you want to see the glass half full, you could say, well, this is how it starts. you this is your Ultra Beta over here. Yeah. What comes before Beta? Early Beta. I mean, I, there is an actual is probably groups whatever Greek yeah. terminology whatever it is. No Alpha, right? Alpha, it's alpha and then Beta. This guy is unbelievable. Will he do, ladies and gentlemen? He just he just landed on Alpha. <laughs> He's having a rough day. You're having such a rough day, and then you got that Alpha and you turn it right around.
1: Yeah, I, I feel. I want you to
0: know now. it's only it's it's all up from here. You're like one of those rocket ships, uh, diamond hands, yeah, stonks. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Have you spent any time in these bets, in these Wall Street bets? I haven't. No. Okay. Well, you know but what? I spent a lot of time reading about and researching what's yeah. going on over there, and yeah, no, trust me, man. It's um, it's entertaining. It I, is. I will say that. I agree. I will say that it is entertaining, and. Uh, and interesting. I mean, it's a sign of the times. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it feels like this. It, it was it's it just the has the perfect fit for right now. Yes, the the perfect storm, as I've said in the previous episodes. But yeah. anyway, yes, wireless charging, complete air charge, eventually not today. However, listen, Xiaomi, if uh, you want to let me have the hands on, you want to ship over to mini fridge, I'd be happy to showcase. The technology in its current stage alongside the optimism necessary to say like, okay, fine. You can poke holes in it right now, Mm. but it's early. I mean, that's, that's my, I'm, I'm curious. Mm. Today's sponsor, me undies. You know, I replaced the underwear. You know, I, I tested this out with the softness. Yep. I tested this out with the fibers in use. Yep. I tested this out with the full-length pant when you're trying to relax. Okay. Yeah, I tested that out. Right on. So did I. Hey,
1: man! What'd you find, Willie? Do uh, so? I wear the pajamas. Uh, you the finally pants. did it. Yeah. And they're stretchy mm. and loose-fitting mm.
0: and super nice. Mm. Oh, imagine! Very comfy. Imagine just Willie Do. He's lounging over there in his uh, me undies, PJs, just reading Wall Street bets.
1: Well, that's the life. That's what I
0: did on Saturday and Sunday. (laughs) Uh, Yes, these are the most comfortable things. I mean, probably chances are you got a few pairs of underwear you're not super proud of sitting in a drawer there or pajama pants. that have been kicking around too long and they're worn out and you need an upgrade anyway. and, And you've been waiting for the right opportunity and the opportunity's now. Because you're going to get a special deal on all this gear because you're listening to Lou later, because you're watching this show. You're going to get 15% off and free shipping on your order from Me Undies. They're made in sizes from extra small all the way up to 4XL. And you can also get a Me Undies membership, which gives you and your boo. Do you know what your boo mm-hmm. is?
1: Yeah, it's your boo.
0: That's right. They had to make it rhyme there. Yeah. Could be your significant other could be your partner could be your wife could be your husband that's your boo a new pair of undies or socks every month you see that's the passive kind of way of ensuring that your stuff isn't nasty and worn out and that you always got a fresh one you sub out the old one you got the new one yes and there's something about a soft set straight out the package Willie do I don't need to explain to you mm-hmm. you said you said it yourself you were already up to it this uh, this weekend. Members also get discounted pricing on everything MeUndies makes, as well as early access to major print launches. They have a problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. And and here's the thing, Will. It's it's an actual special fiber they're using. Modal. This stuff, it's unreal. This stuff, it doesn't feel like cotton. It it has a different feel to it. Mm. It almost has like a cool, like a smooth, cool thing going on. Mm Mm-hmm. And for me, it hasn't gotten old. Yeah. So give it a try, give it a test. All you gotta do to get your discount, head over to meundiescom loolater That's meundies.com/lulater. You'll get 15% off your first order and free shipping. And you can also click the link in the description if that is easier for you. 15% off and free shipping on your first order. Give them a shot. We have our first glimpse here at the next powerhouse gaming phone from ROG, which will likely be called the ROG Phone 5. We have seen some new angles in a new regulatory filing, hmm. which, you know, I don't know about you, Will, but there's few things that get me going like a good regulatory filing. What's that? That just gets me right riled okay. up. Okay. I'm saying there's nothing else. Nothing else. no, okay. no. no. Not a highly That's anticipated Hollywood film, not an enormous sporting event, not a fine meal. No, no, no. No. I just sit and wait for a hot reg- regulatory filing. Okay. Or the right stonk. <laughs> All right, well. <clears throat> I, just like, I just like the stock. You do you, man. How long are we going to do the stock memes for now? I mean, we got to keep it going, I guess. Uh, it's going to be for a while. Forever. It's gonna be for a while. It's seven, se- Wall Street bets is seven and a half million members. This is a force to be reckoned with. Will he do? Yes. You can't. It's a whole. It's a whole culture. So inside of this filing, you get a device that looks a lot like the previous version, which was, as I said, a powerhouse device. It was like overclocked, a ton of RAM super fast display. It was all about gaming and game styling as well the design. Uh, this new model has added an interesting design element pulled from the laptop products, which is this sort of display that's on the back of the device. And you can see it if you click the image there in the regulatory filing. I think this was a Chinese regulatory filing, by the way. But we've seen this in their laptops where you can have these little dots on the backside they can either, it can either be a logo or it can be a message or something that scrolls. It's, these are active and dynamic. You can set them up to do whatever you please. The other styling, of the phone looks actually pretty reminiscent to the previous version, except for the fact that you now have this highlighted red SIM tray. Now I don't know if the final version maintains that, but it seems to be some subtle red accent So people know that you're part of the ROG family. Some other specifications rumored here. It should carry a Snapdragon 888, no surprise. 6.78 inch AMOLED display, Android 11, 6,000 milliamp hour battery, which is no joke. Mm. I could see this being an option for some people who may have been in the market for, say, this Ultra phone from Samsung, but mm-hmm. maybe they're more on the gaming side than they are on the camera side. And I don't know what the camera's gonna be like on this, but it, once you get onto the gaming side, then that battery life really comes into play. And I'm not saying the Ultra has a small battery, but 6,000 is big. Uh, so that'll match all your variety of game sessions. There's some rumor here that it could be called uh, the ROG Phone 4 rather than 5. Huh. I don't know. It went backwards? Was there a 4? Yeah. No, I don't think there has been. I think there was a 3. And I don't know why it's going up to 5. But anyway. ROG g
1: maybe? Something like that? What's that? Like something to do with 5G?
0: Oh. ROG5? I don't know. Will he do? First alpha and then that. He just, he graced you. He blessed you with that. Stadia is shutting down its internal studios, changing its business focus. Uh, When Stadia first launched, I don't know if you remember the presentation, but they were talking about how, okay, we're going to be this game streaming platform. But they were also saying, oh, yeah, we're a games company now, too. We're going to be building games exclusively for Stadia. We have this uh, development studio in Montreal. We have this other one elsewhere. I don't remember where the other one was. And prepare yourself because Google's making games. Mm. Or at least through these development studios. And they're backing out of that portion by the looks of it. And they're shifting their, their focus. Now this is interesting because obviously gaming is hot right now the consoles are having no trouble the gpus are having no trouble by the looks of it and we're on the verge of uh vr becoming more uh widely adopted it's just gaming is just a thing right it's really hot right now Mm -hmm. and you felt like google had to commit to this in a big way you felt like They Well, I mean, you didn't feel like they had to, but you felt like they did in that initial presentation. And afterwards, some of the response was a bit lukewarm. However, things have been kind of building because all of a sudden Stadia started to pop back up around the launch of Cyberpunk, a really demanding game. And it turned out that one of the better ways to play it was actually on Stadia. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's too little too late, or maybe it's just... Inside of a giant company like Google, the performance measures have to be so substantial to really hang in there. I don't know, mm. but I could assume they got a lot of ways to make money, Willie. Do mm-hmm. you know, shifting talent one place to the next? They say, you know what? Maybe we don't want to be making the games themselves. Look, that looks complicated. Yeah, you know, maybe we want to focus more on the Stadia platform. We think we have something good. Maybe game developers or uh, game companies would want to use it as a backbone for their own stores. Yeah. Possibly. So apparently the new focus is going to be something along those lines. It shouldn't impact the average player at the moment or Stadia subscriber. Things are going to continue along the way that they are. But I think when it comes to scaling it appears that Google wants to take a slightly different approach as opposed to trying to make its own, uh, what would you call them, AAA-caliber games in their own studios exclusively for Stadia. But I don't think it's going to go away. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. There are other streaming platforms, by the way, including NVIDIA's GeForce Now, which this system lets you utilize a GeForce GTX gaming PC in the cloud very Stadia-like, of course, coming from NVIDIA, who a lot of expertise in this space. Now we have an update that that service is going to work natively on the new Apple Silicon-powered M1 equipped MacBooks, and I guess the Mac Mini as well. And the reason that this is noteworthy is because those systems and Macs in general, not really regarded as the best choices for gamers. Hmm. But that's just because natively not a lot of stuff is available. And it, well, it just hasn't been an emphasis really. But once things are in the cloud, once you're on a GTX in the cloud, will they add RTX at some point? I guess. Mm-hmm. But once you're on a GPU that's in the cloud provided by NVIDIA and you have a low latency, if you have a fat, fast enough connection, then the system becomes less important. And it kind of bridges that gap where maybe even maybe even a gamer could crossover and i know most won't most are going to want a pc a gaming laptop that can do it without any cloud connection necessary mm-hmm. if you're a hardcore gamer but even the casual gamer who goes you know when that AAA title comes out i want to play it make sure there's a way to play it however i really want this m1 mac well now here's an avenue in order to do that yeah granted it doesn't even have to be an m1 mac it's just like i mean obviously it's nice but you just need a web browser, right? You need a Chrome browser.
1: Yeah, and a controller.
0: That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. So, it's not surprising that it works on these devices. It will work. It's not utilizing the internal components to any degree outside of the display and the internet connection. I guess you would you you
1: could use mouse and keyboard, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Or controller. Yeah. Yeah, up to you. You do need a like I said a pretty demanding. Uh, connection although over here they say 25 megabit per second download that's not very good i think most people can can mm-hmm. figure that one out and a minimum of a five gigahertz wireless router oh nvidia recommends at least 50 megabit connection or higher for other potential internet traffic yeah if you're in a, if you're a regular person with multiple connections in the household i mean you're gonna need better than 50 megabit in my opinion to have a good experience here but anyway that's what they recommend it, uh, you can also, of course, play on iPhone or iPad if you're an Apple user. But you can play it anywhere. Like I said, you just need a screen. The service is priced at $25 for a six-month Founders membership subscription. And the $4.99 monthly memberships are currently sold out. So I don't know. I think this game streaming thing is eventually going to be a thing. I'm just curious to see who ends up dominating and which service ends up winning out tim cook got some bad news recently apparently he is going to have to sit down and face a seven hour deposition in the apple versus epic games legal case mm. there's no, there's got to be no worse news than that you yeah. gotta come to the courtroom and sit there you're summoned you're summoned you're the ceo of this company we're talking billions of dollars Right? You get to walk around the campus, call your shots. You have to, you get to have a coffee whenever you like. You have everything sorted out for the day. Yes. you know. And you're busy enough as it is. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden the judge says, no, 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 no. He goes, I'm listening to what these epic guys are saying. And I feel like you got to be here. And a judge can do such a thing. Well, and so he summons him over there. And now he's going to have a seven-hour day sitting there getting yelled at and screamed at. Well, not yelled at, but you know what I'm saying, yeah, Will. not a good time. Not having fun, but that's the way it goes. If you want to go toe-to-toe in these type of legal battles, you put the power in the judge's hands. I mean, that's the way it is, right? Now, uh, obviously, this dates back. It seemed like a while ago we started talking about this. It's finally making its way to a courtroom. It's making its way in front of a judge. Uh, court documents reveal that Epic Games had originally wanted to to, to depose Cook for eight hours. Apple then cited the Apex Doctrine, which can prevent high-level executives from being deposed at all before conceding to four hours. But then the judge jumps in and goes, uh, four hours, eight hours, or some length of time in between. And I guess they landed on seven at some point. The other thing the judge did that wasn't necessarily in Apple's favor is the judge denied Apple's request to subpoena internal documents from Samsung apple wanted to bring samsung into the into the conversation because they have a special relationship with epic you know through the galaxy app store Hmm. galaxy store whatever they call their app store it's one of the ways one of the few ways on a major platform that you can get your hands on fortnite mobile because obviously it's been removed from the app store the Hmm. ios app store And however, if you have a galaxy device, you have Samsung's own store and they do all kinds of perks and promos and they work together to utilize that advantage that, hey, here's a place you can still get Fortnite Hmm. and whatever other epic game you might wanna get. And so I suppose that Apple wants them in there to say, hey, look, we don't, they have, a, a, a retailer they have a way to reach people they don't need to be inside the app store see it's within our rights to boot them out or whatever else it might be there's competition here although we all know that the the size the scale of samsung's app store relative to google google's app store or apple's app store is not even close mm-hmm. but anyway the judge denied that as well he said no 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 you show up yourself never mind this samsung story you show up for seven hours Ooh. And uh, pr- prepare yourself for the most boring day of your life. So but.
1: do you think that it'll go the other way around? Mm. That they're going to have a disposition for... Uh, deposition. Deposition for uh, Tim Sweeney?
0: Oh, I mean... Oh, wow, it's a good... I, I guess... It, who, who's lo- Who's who's accusing who? Who sued who? No, <laughs> Sweeney Sweeney, Sweeney very... sued him. Epic sued Apple, right? Yes, Epic sued Apple. Was there a counter Sue? Uh, maybe there is. Yeah. If there yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Maybe Sweeney wants to be there anyway. He can The Battle of the Tims. Yeah, Tim V Tim. Okay. GameStop section of the show. It's still going as I mentioned earlier, and the diamond hands are still at it to a certain extent. I know they were really mad at a lot of the mainstream press coverage of what's going on because obviously the stock fell quite a bit today. And look, it's still following, uh, falling after hours. Uh, $225 at close, 185 after hours is what it's sitting at. Um, it dropped a lot, over $100 today. And the mainstream media has come out and said, look, everyth- everybody softened up, where's the diamond hands? And mm-hmm. so then you go to Wall Street bets and they're like, how dare you? The volume isn't there. Uh-huh. They're like, no way. We're still holding. The volume isn't there. But uh, there's no denying that the that the stock dipped. Right? There's no denying that portion. Now, some believe that those short positions are still in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or at least at least some of them. Maybe not what was originally there. Maybe some of those positions have been closed. But there's a lot of people in the... In, uh, Reddit group, and on Twitter, and everywhere, and on YouTube, and I've just been trying to follow along a little bit, that there's a lot of people that believe that all the all the juice has not been squeezed yet, uh-huh. but they use the term squoze. Has the squeeze been <laughs> <laughs> So, So, Bloomberg's headline, which actually came earlier today, 9.52 a.m., GameStop short interest plunges in sign traders are covering... So they're basically saying, okay, traders are covering. Retail traders, those are the types that would be in Wall Street bets that they're uh, selling as well, that they're bailing out, that the diamond hands become the paper hands and whatnot. But for those that are holding and part of the group, the hold the line types, they're uh, obviously upset that that would be be the headline because it's two, two reasons. Whether it's real or not real, the effect of it is it makes it harder for everybody to hold. Mm-hmm. The effect of it as this number goes down, it's you've got to have another post pop up with somebody in the red to say, no, 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 look at me, I'm yeah. still holding. Reaffirmation. It's exactly, it's like for every, this is this is how this machine operates. And so it becomes harder and harder to, to, to maintain, your strength when you have all this outside action stating the alternative mm-hmm. and the share price itself being one of those things. Now, we have to wait and see what happens when it opens up tomorrow morning. Maybe maybe people like the dip. Maybe people double down that are already super invested and have turned quite a profit. I know some of the big high profile Wall Street bets guys have already come on and posted a screenshot of their current holdings saying I'm still holding even though they lost millions of dollars today at least yes. in terms of their portfolio as far as far as their uh, statement is concerned. So we got to wait and see what takes place here but I'm saying it's getting harder to hold. I think we can all admit that. I'm not coming at anybody. I'm not coming at Wall Street bets. Look, I know it's a whole culture to it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's been a cool thing to watch. And I certainly think there's been an impact. Money has been lost. Hedge funds have lost money. Yes. Cl- closing out of these positions.
1: Especially when uh, you're just a retail investor and this money could literally be life-altering
0: for mm, you. Mm, mm.
1: It's like, why why hold it? I, I'm just. Well, saying, you can't start saying I'm stuff just, like uh, this. They
0: come after you, man.
1: I'm just reading. No, like, I know. It's an uh,
0: honest. It's an honest way way of looking at. It. That's what people are considering. No matter what they type. On the, on the, on the thread. No matter what they type. The truth is, end of the day, they're sitting there by themselves. Now I know a lot of the jokes and a lot of the culture is about not giving in to those types of. Right. To yeah. those types of attractions, as mm-hmm. far as, you know. It's this idea that you're not that you're playing a game and you're not investing anything that you're not prepared to lose. Yes. And therefore, if you really want to stick it to the hedge fund types, then you must be prepared to lose. You see how this thing works, Uh Will? The thing is that
1: sacrifices has to be made
0: at scale. You got to trust that every other person is going to adopt the same the same attitude. Yeah. Yeah. The same attitude and. That's where it gets hard the more that it scales up because when the hype train started to leave the station and regular people who are not even a part of Wall Street bets, I'm talking people who read it on Bloomberg, people who read the news on, uh, what are the other ones, CNBC or saw it on TV. I'm talking, you know, your grandparents who, who called up their guy and said, what's going on? GameStop there. I'll take a few of those. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And then when it starts to dip, they, not, they didn't even sign up to your deal. Mm -hmm. but they were all involved because it's never been a hype train like this hype train yes so you Uh, got to account for all these variety of factors but hey man you know what it is money well yeah and, and and it is true that if your if your agenda was more than money which is hard to imagine like it's hard for us to perceive that in the market but if your agenda was more than money, then I guess you hold I guess you hold mm-hmm. on principle. And yes. it seems that some are still holding on principle. Now, speaking of the GameStop scenario, we have an update here from Robinhood's CEO, which I'm not sure if you got the article or if you skipped over it. I think you might have missed it. Did I? Okay. It's on CNBC. Robinhood's CEO explains to Elon Musk why his platform restricted trading last week. This has been one of the hottest topics around the whole issue. You know, people were, all kinds of accusations were being, were flying around the internet. Well, as far as collusion and who, who, who called up Robinhood? Who's the, who's invested, who, what are the funds that are supplying Robinhood with capital? Who stands to gain and lose and all this stuff? Because they shut down. They shut down the buying of the GameStop stock, right? As things were heating up. Yes. And when you, as you know, Will, when you eliminate the buy button and you only have the sell button, well, that's going to help the stock price go down. Mm significantly there's going to be a, it's, there's a panic inducing aspect to that and yep. Robin Hood was kind of the central the focal point for a lot of these investors that was what they what they were trading on so they all saw this take place and presumably there was an effect so many immediately looked at that and i know people came out on social media and wanted uh, huge inquiries and investigations and criminal accusations and things like this but then last night you had Elon Musk. He hopped on Clubhouse, and he interviewed the CEO of Robinhood. Imagine that!
2: Mm.
0: What a simulation we're living in here. Elon Musk jumped in to run an interview on Clubhouse of Robinhood CEO. <laughs> anyway, he grilled him and said, "What really happened here? Who, who, who do you answer to? What's mm-hmm. going on here?"
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And of course, the way it broke down, there was a defense that took place. He denied, the CEO denied any shady activity and said it was just a cash problem. That when this volatility goes up, they have to provide more cash, big time money, to what is the group called? Uh, Regulatory capital requirements have to go to the National Securities Clearing Corp. And the team, their team at Robinhood apparently at 3.30 a.m. Pacific on Thursday, were told that they needed a security deposit of $3 billion to back up all that trading, all that action. They didn't have the $3 billion. They scrambled to go to their investors, including some of the biggest investors down there, San Francisco area. And those guys just piled together a few billies for them and said, okay, fine, we can continue now. But there's still restrictions now, even on the thing, mm. because there's a capital issue. Now, eventually the $3 billion was trimmed down and the emergency capital that they were able to raise was about a billion. And I guess that securities, the NSCC, agreed to reduce the $3 billion down to $1.4 billion to expedite the trading back. However, there's still restricted stocks on, on the app. At one point, it was 50 different stocks, which we talked about on the previous episode. It's still, I think it's uh, sitting at around eight right now that are restricted in some fashion or another. There's a certain number of these volatile stocks that they will even let you purchase. Now, look, that's his answer. Getting grilled by Elon Musk on Clubhouse in front of a lot of people. Does that, does that satisfy, does that satisfy the skeptical bunch? No, I don't think so. They're not really sad. They're like, okay, fine, uh, who's behind that and who's behind that and who's behind that yeah who works for who who decides what these numbers are and who all these things but th- this is certainly a real thing this uh, NSCC i think if people want to go down the conspiratorial path a little bit more they just have to say okay who has influence over that particular group because that particular group had to know in some at some point that asking a company like Robinhood for $3 billion might not happen. Mm-hmm. That that might not be possible. So you start to question who's behind a lot of these, uh, reg- who, who who's responsible for these regulatory decisions? How do they gauge it? Do they make exceptions for unusual circumstances like right. this one? It doesn't seem to have impacted Robinhood, though. People are still downloading the app. It's almost like all this press has brought, Robinhood to the attention of a lot of people who weren't even interested in trading because it looked like so much fun. Mm-hmm. So I think they may actually get make their way out of this one, even though at one point it seemed like the whole internet had Robinhood in the crosshairs. Yeah. But you do a, you do a clubhouse with Elon. You, you uh, discuss the N- NSCC. You say, look, we're here. We're going to try to... We're going to get the capital. Don't worry. <laughs> one of the other issues over here... Uh here we go. Musk quizzed Tenev, he's a CEO, on whether Citadel Securities, the largest market maker in options in the US, had pushed the firm to impose trading limits. So he said to him directly, Are you sure that are you sure that that's the way that things went down? And uh, Robinhood gains a significant chunk of its revenues from routing orders to market makers like Citadel. Citadel, a separate hedge fund business, helped infuse close to three billion into Melvin Capital, who was the big target with the short squeeze originally. So Musk just said directly, to what extent are you beholden to Citadel? Mm-hmm. Are you in bed? And he said there's a there's a rumor that Citadel pressured us, but it's just false. So he says no. Mm. But it's so much money moving around, well, in the billions, and it's such a small number of people controlling it it's not that many social connections that need to exist in order to exert influence right that's what's being said by the public and the bigger groups of individuals wall street bets seven and a half million members some of these hedge funds 30 guys right that's all i'm gonna put with that one well yeah now elon likes bitcoin it's another thing that came up during this conversation he had last night On Clubhouse, How about Clubhouse? Clubhouse not minding it. They're like, oh, you want to use our platform for a big-time interview? Uh, Elon Musk is going to be the host and uh, the CEO of... Yeah, they're like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, anytime. So Elon Musk said Monday Bitcoin was on the verge of being more widely accepted among investors as he expressed his support for the cryptocurrency. You know, he put it in the bio the other day. He was able to send price of Bitcoin up around 14% just by putting it in the bio. Now he's talking about it a lot more. You know, he could make make some moves to try to figure a way to accept it for Teslas or something and mm-hmm. can, can make some interesting moves if he wants to elevate it further or put some of his own personal finances into I mean he could he could he can swing a bat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he came on there and he said I'm a supporter of Bitcoin. I was a little slow on the uptake uh, adding that he should have bought it eight years ago. Well, that's not hard to say. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Willie Do should have bought it eight years uh-huh. ago. Mo should have bought it eight years ago. There's a lot of things I should have done eight years ago, mm-hmm. actually. But it's still cool that he's willing to say it. That's one thing about Elon. You feel like you get some transparency there. And you know, he embraces it. He just talks to, about these type of topics like a regular person to a certain yep. extent. Willing to hop on there. Willing to say the thing that the regular person feels willing to meme it up with the general public and so people will obviously appreciate that now i know the crypto community is gonna love this news bitcoin is has been up recently it's over 300 percent in 2020 and then of course we have the interest in the stock market which is sort of connected you have many of these new trading apps they add crypto in there it's still not on the level where it's being utilized nearly as much as it could be as an actual currency But we can imagine ways in which a guy like Elon being on board could actually influence that factor, Mm -hmm. being a guy who sells product, uh, at least cars. Yeah. But I think as far as accepting Bitcoin in the car, for the car, the trouble there is uh, if you're dealing with fluctuations in the currency and volatility in the currency with the price point the average price point of a vehicle it could be some tough accounting it would have to stabilize it could be some tough accounting over there now speaking of crypto india might actually ban private cryptocurrencies in favor of developing its own national coin we saw similar news out of china not necessarily on the banning side but wanting to get into the crypto wanting to get into the digital currency exclusively through a variety of apps that citizens would use in uh, substitute for paper money or just traditional finance. And it looks like India might be targeting something similar. It's no surprise, really, because we've talked a lot in the tech space how India has really wanted to control more of its domestic market. They've used tariffs and things like this to try to bring jobs to India. And they've also in some cases, limited foreign investment in favor of trying to have the domestic market build products instead, like TikTok being banned, like Huawei being kicked out. Although that's been talked about in other places outside of India as well. The latest one here, the bill, uh, cryptocurrency and regulation of official digital currency bill, that's the name of it, to create a facilitative framework for creation of the official digital currency to be issued by the Reserve Bank of India. The bill also seeks to prohibit all private cryptocurrencies in India. However, it allows for certain exceptions to promote the underlying technology of cryptocurrency and its uses. So one of the fundamental attractions of crypto is this idea of it being decentralized. Mm -hmm. This is obviously the opposite of that. Mm. They're like, official digital currency to be issued by the Reserve Bank of India. It's like, wait, didn't you hear about the decentralized part? Uh They're like, no, 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 no. Governments, the idea, are the idea of centralization of power. Uh So there's already a little imbalance there and I can understand why governments are afraid of, potentially afraid of such a thing. It it limits to a certain extent their control. Now, uh, do I think that there would be some sort of a a disadvantage to this particular approach? Possibly, because when you think about the way that world markets operate, depending how easy trade happens to take place, whatever the the, uh, popular currency is, I mean, the U.S. dollar, for example, has benefited greatly from being the the uh, a currency that needs to be held by foreign nations for the purpose of trade so it could be there could be a strategic disadvantage if say for example bitcoin takes off and the world is trading in bitcoin but it's outlawed in that particular market it could hurt now on the flip side of that by taking more control over it they can manipulate other aspects of the economy which might be domestically beneficial so there's arguments in either direction but it seems to me that it kind of defeats some of the coolness of crypto to just be a digital currency issued from your from your government bank yeah then what's the difference you know yeah it just feels like it feels future like we're futuristic yeah we can do that crypto we can do that digital currency stuff but let's just control all of it yeah can we do it like exactly how we did it with money, like how we did it before? And they're like, "Yeah, I think with, we, can, uh, yeah, I think crypto
1: we, banks and
0: I think you we know. can do that." Yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, I've been getting more involved in the crypto thing recently, and it's amazing how it's kind of like Wall Street bets, where it's there's the people who are uh, just religious about it, and it's more about a belief than than a, pra- a like a practical. It's, it, I mean, I shouldn't say practical. Beliefs can be practical to a certain extent. What I mean to say is for some people, it means more. For other people, it's more casual. Mm-hmm. And I feel is similar in crypto. I'll go on a thread and someone will be like, why are you keeping all that cash in the exchange? Don't you know how this works? Uh, you got to get the cold wallet. You can't be connected to this. It's the whole point. And when they're saying the whole point, it's not like they are worried the person could lose all their money, but it's more like, this idea of you're just centralizing the thing again. If everybody just keeps their money in the exchange, you don't have your your pass for that. That's not yours. Mm -hmm. You have just made a bank out of the exchange and the exchange then becomes responsible. You're you're centralizing the thing that was meant to be decentralized. Yeah. The power of it is the fact that it's distributed and and out there. But I also think there is some self-serving component, which is, If a lot of crypto's value is stored in cold wallets all over the place, it's a little bit less tempting to trade it for something, some other asset. So if you're on one of these trading apps that has crypto and stocks and things like this, and you keep it readily available to move it, well, we've seen what can happen as far as spikes and dips and all. And it can still happen in crypto because of the variety of exchanges that exist but the stuff that's out there being held strongly that's the the power that keeps the thing heading in the right direction is it's mm-hmm. not available mm-hmm. you can't get it out of people's cold hands it's not locked there forever you can get it but i'm just saying it's a little less tempting it's like a a re, it's like a piggy bank you don't really touch it as much yeah you can't be nimble with it Ford and Google just signed a really big deal. Six-year deal for in-car connectivity and cloud services. I think this is a big deal. Actually, their stocks, speaking of stocks, shot up because of this announcement. They're like, you know what? And it's a thing that I've been talking about. I feel like we've been talking about. They're like, you know what? Why are we bothering? That's when the announcement took place right there. You can see. Uh, no, on the on the one day. Yeah, look at the one day. It's easier right there. Right there. Boom. There, there you go. Right around 11 o'clock, announcement takes place. Car manufacturers should have done this a long time ago. Just forget about doing your own dash software. Forget about your own assistant and voice activation and maps. Forget about it. Everyone's looking at their phones. People have a big screen on their car and then they have a mount with their phone right beside it. Uh uh-huh. Cause the phone is still better. It has, uh, it's more sophisticated. It's faster. The voice assistant is better. Maps is typically more dynamic and updated with points of interest, and uh, obviously traffic-related apps that it's cars will do tied as well. Basically to
1: who you are as well. Correct. It's more personalized.
0: All your addresses and everything your is songs, in there.
1: Podcasts.
0: I, I mean, mainly for me, it's about uh, voice assistant. Mainly for me. I find it to be so goofy that I have this voice assistant in my car and Google assistant on my phone. And and it's like, and they're both connected through, let's say, Android Auto or Bluetooth. And and I have competing voice assistants. And we all know which one is the better voice assistant. Anyway, Ford did the thing that should have happened a long time ago. And they're doing it. They're committing to it in a big way. The deal is said to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, They're gonna, they're going to partner with Google. So all of their in-car systems are Google, that's it. By 2023, that's it. Hmm. It's not any funky sync type stuff. I've had Ford vehicles, so I know what they're working with. It's just straight up Google. It's Android in the car. It's all the things I've ever wanted. You don't need to plug in anything because all your stuff is right there. It's It's a bigger smartphone on wheels. And I can't wait to natively use Assistant in vehicles everywhere it's actually one area where i was like you know as far as tesla's concerned they they've kind of wanted to build their own thing but it's tough to compete with google on stuff on stuff like this and that's where that's where i'm thinking damn you picture this some futuristic electric vehicle where ford can figure out the the actual physical vehicle but then companies like Google can do the smart side of it. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, they've been working on self-driving stuff as well. This doesn't reference anything there, but all of a sudden you can see some interesting things happen for the traditional automakers through partnerships instead of needing to rewrite the whole thing. Hmm. So I find this to be quite exciting. Everything will be assisted on by Google from in-car infotainment systems and remote to over the air updates and also artificial intelligence. So, Google X Ford happening 2023. Uh, here's a funny one relating to the GameStop hype. Popeyes got involved. I don't know if you knew, Will, but uh, Chicken Tenders got a boost because that's what you call your your uh, your successes, your tendies. Mm. Legal tender, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Made famous again by Wall Street Bets. Anyway, uh, Popeye's has decided to give away free tendies. Nice. Giving out free chicken tenders with a minimum $5 purchase. Yeah, Reddit on Reddit, tendies refer to gains and profits. Those are your tendies. You got any tendies, Will?
1: Uh, many. Many and tendies. they're all delicious.
0: Wow. Anyway. The way that you can get the deal is by using
1: the promo code.
0: You got to use the promo code, which is the stocks, right? It's available Monday and Tuesday for orders through the app using GME, AMC, BB, or NOC as a promo code. That's kind of some swift marketing. Mm -hmm. That is some swift marketing. Very quick. Some other swift internet reaction marketing. Subway. Remember the tuna story that we covered? It's actually yeah. in the same article here. You just oh, it's scroll cool. down. Yeah. We were talking about the lawsuit alleging that Subway's tuna sub doesn't have tuna in it. I don't know if you recall. This wasn't that long ago, Will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to
1: think of the outcome. I'm trying to guess it. Like what they would do about that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they responded by giving a discount on their tuna sub, <laughs> but also stating in the... Inside of the discount email that our tuna salad is 100 percent tuna mixed with mayo. So they're they're obviously completely denying the rumors in the lawsuit. The promo code is it's real, and the discount is 15% off any tuna foot long. The end date of the promotion, uh February 7th. It'll go to February 7th. Promo code 15 off, or it's real. I don't know. One or the other. Anyways. This is an interesting one, because here you have a negative piece of press, and rather than hide from it, you just come head on, and you're like, no, no, our tuna's good, here's a deal on it. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting play. I don't know how it maps out. Some would say, just just shut up and be quiet till you get it sorted out, but I don't know. I don't don't mind this either. At least it shows they're listening. They're on the internet. And they're confident that their 100% tuna is real.
1: Does it make you more
0: confident? Yeah, it does. You're like, oh, yeah, they doubled down. It probably Uh is Tuna, yeah. Well, the whole story is quite confusing. This next article not confusing at all. This is my most wanted. And it looks like that article broke for you. This is on The Verge. It was covered a couple of other places. Maybe hit a refresh on it. You're not allowed to load The Verge right now. Check out these shoes. They've got to be... The most easy-going, casual shoe you've ever seen in your life, the Go Fly ease They are hands-free Whoa. shoes that pivot. There's a hinge in them, and you just use your other foot as you naturally would. However, they're left open, so getting back into them, you never have to push down the heel. Will, give me something. Am I great? Give me... That's
1: incredible engineering. Yes, that's quite genius. Um... I'm
0: guessing it's it's a snug fit, right? It looks like, yeah, it looks kind of, it's an elastic style fit. There's no laces, obviously. I don't think it's going to be as tight as a typical running shoe. I think this is a lifestyle type of, like, this is not a performance shoe. Uh-huh. But I think as far as indoor shoes at the new studio, like, this is my dream right here. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Because oh, I yeah. kick off my boots, and it's like, what am I, bending down, and yeah. I'm fiddling with the back of the shoe, the heel portion, so it gets yeah. lifted up and it doesn't get squished Ice down. Ice
1: flies all over the place.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would love to get my hands on this, but it looks like it's going to be hard to get your hands on it. Uh, the Verge calls them Hype Beast Crocs. The Go Fly Ease is a contactless shoe. $120 for both athletic and everyday use. That's what they say. I don't know what type of athletic stuff I'd be doing over here. Now, my problem is, as amazing as these things are, it appears they're going to be hard to get your hands on. They are going to be available February 15th for select Nike members. I don't know if I'm a select Nike member. I have an account on the website. Maybe they can enable that on my account, Or or maybe they just send us a pair because... Yes. I mean, I don't want... My only problem is the colors right now is a little too... You don't like these on I'll put up with it. Okay. I know it's super flashy, but I'll put up with it. Just the way that thing opens and closes is so genius, man. Whoever drew that and made that, I am so happy about it.
1: Yeah. It looked like high heels at the beginning until... You well, step into you it. step into it. it look at the sense.
0: angle of attack, too. Your ankle is so perfectly situated to insert itself when the shoe is in its open state. Mm-hmm. Man, people who are just listening to this are dying right now. They're going to have to go check it out. It is the Go Fly Ease from Nike. Go look at this thing. It is like nothing I've ever seen before. JetBlue has revealed its new uh airplane flight Sweets for going to London from New York. And, you know, everybody's trying to get, pre- you know, be prepared for the post COVID world mm. that, hey, people are going to eventually travel again. They're going to eventually go to restaurants again, maybe even the movie theater. That was another Wall Street Bets reference, no. AMC. So, yeah. apologize, man. Uh, And so it's a good time if you're JetBlue, you come out and say, well, in the meantime, we reworked our suites, and they're really cool. And so as soon as you're ready to fly again, think about us. And so they actually did two different types of suites. They're going to be on their Airbus A321LR. That is the New York to London flight as well. Although I think they're going to put some of these seats uh, for across the country as well, like New York to LA type thing. And one of them is called the suite and the other one is called the studio i believe yeah one by one configurations no passenger next to you the planes will have 24 of the mint suites and two mint studios which feature an extra side table and a small second seat a bid to appeal to business travelers it has a sliding door to close you off completely. And I don't know about you, Will, but could you get cozy in there for a few hours? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a bed. It's lying down. It's a big TV. There's some wood accents, a spot to put your headphones, a lot of storage. This is
1: living the the dream here. Right. Being like just on an airplane and sleeping like horizontally and having it's essentially like a little room.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. It's nice. I like the privacy of it with the sliding door. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very cool. So I think they're doing good things here. And like I said, they're preparing themselves here for the resurgence. Kanye West is getting sued. $30 million lawsuit from nearly 1,000 Sunday service members. It's funny because when I read this, I was like, wait a sec. It was a whole religious thing. It was a whole... uplifting, good-feeling type of thing, and I'm like, oh, thousand of those members were not happy the whole time. It kind of spoils it a little bit, but at the same time, I sat and thought about it as I saw those clips in the past of all them singing and dancing and everything else. It's like, wait a sec. Are these people employees? Are they hired? Are they volunteers? Is Because mm-hmm. if you go to a church, no one's getting paid, right? Mm-hmm. In the donations. No. I don't know. I guess they're getting the priest. I don't know who I don't know the the economics of the church per se, but I was curious that if, how he was able to put together these huge groups, these giant choirs, and, and whether or not it was a business and they were taking donations to mm. pay these people or how it was all working. But yes, obviously everybody needs to get paid even if you're you're working at a church. I, I know that. I'm just saying I don't know how the structure works out compared compared to a regular job. Mm. Uh, But anyway, apparently, according to this lawsuit, a thousand different members have partnered together for two separate class action lawsuits. Uh, For example, one singer, Michael Pearson, said in court documents he was paid a flat rate of $250 regardless of the number of hours that he would work. Uh, There were no meals or restroom breaks and was forced to stand or sit on the ground all weekend long. I don't I, know. I don't. I don't know what this entails. I don't. But you get to meet Kanye. Well, I'm sure that's what Kanye was banking on, right? Like, I don't. I don't know if he's blindsided by this thinking. Hey, it's a movement or whatever. But yeah, for the social cause. But again, it's hard. It's also hard because he's a billionaire, right? So he's got the Yeezy stuff going on, and they know that. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, "Why is this guy doing, you know, mm-hmm. so so well? And I'm not, and I'm sitting on the floor for all weekend." and...
1: you meet Kanye. and i
0: don't go to the bathroom or whatever the accusations happen to be obviously this is a very uh surface level report on a situation Uh, as far as lawsuits are concerned he's also suing his former intern kanye is suing his former intern separate lawsuit ryan inwards who shared unauthorized photos of upcoming apparel on his personal instagram account he has been sued five hundred thousand dollars which i would assume is a lot of money for an intern Yeah. I would assume Uh for putting some Instagram photos out, I would have thought they could have worked that one out a different way. But anyway, maybe it was uh, meant to be malicious. Uh Maybe they had a sour departure or something. Uh I'm not really sure how that went down, but a couple legal things going on for Mr. Connie. I think he, I don't know. There's also rumors of him getting divorced. I don't want to get into it, Uh but anyway, yeah, class action cuz you need lawyers to get divorced as well. Well, I just yeah. yeah. And their money. Oh man. <laughs> imagine if you were the lawyer who got the Kardashian Kanye divorce. Oh. Can you imagine? Cuz cuz these guys are I mean, they know what's on the table. They know that the 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 amount of the assets that are going to have to be figured out and they know they're in for a piece of a percentage of it. Mm-hmm. Madness. Anyway, Okay, this story, this is our last story, and it is just, I don't know what to make of it. I'm bringing it to you, Will, because you're going to make sense of it. A woman in Detroit says that her entire front porch was stolen from her house. Oh, Her entire front porch, and I'm not saying things that are on the porch. I'm saying the porch. So it got dug up? So she went on social media. She's like, "My por- I came home, and my porch is gone. And I, want, I need to get to the bottom of this. And she's, she's in distress. And she's like, look, I know you guys think this is funny. But actually, I need to figure out what happened to my porch here. What happened? Well, if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see the original post. And she says, I just want to know how they stole it. And ain't nobody see them steal your porch. And what the police say when you called. Look at that photo. It's gone. The stairs? The stairs, the railings, and the porch. Look, the door. There's nothing there. She can't get up to her door. Oh. That's like six steps. So there's a little video clip of what was left over. It's high, man. You can't. She's. She has to use a ladder now. You see the ladder leaned. She has to use a ladder to get up to the front door right now. Look at that. Now, oh. this one is weird for me because I can't figure out, well, like everyone else, I can't figure out why you would do this. And then on the flip side, if, I, if my mind goes conspiratorial, I can't figure out why you would fake this, of all the things to fake. Hmm. So, you tell me, Will, what happened here? Is the porch stolen? If so, holy, what a weird, you're stealing porches now. It's heavy, and is it is it worth it? And then if the person, because because she did start a GoFundMe, and uh, she was trying to get $1,000 to replace the porch. Uh. So I can see people wanting to make the counter. Get, people love to get conspiratorial that maybe she just wanted a new porch or the fame or something. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying this is too crazy. I can't even imagine a person wanting to do that.
1: A lot of work, uh, a lot of work goes into stealing a porch. <laughs> Surprising enough, I mean, yeah. You have well, the stairs. It looks like it's concrete. You have You can get those steps. The that they're concrete, right? So heavy. To dig it out. You have the grass. You steal the grass and the. Well, dirt. I don't
0: think there was grass underneath this Wasn't particular there? porch. No, I think it was pretty nasty under there. But I was thinking this stuff. Oh yeah, I guess they had to yank it off of there. You're right. I don't. I and don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say. This is. A, I, yeah, I'm in shock as well. Uh, this is. Is it a prank? Is it? I can't figure out what's happening to me. Reading this, how what I'm supposed to believe here, but. For the sake of it, I guess I'll just say, okay, somebody stole the porch, and then uh, I feel bad for everybody involved. I feel bad. Even the porch pirate. Yeah, but you're the whoa, a real porch pirate. Yeah, an actual porch Quite pirate. Literally. Yeah, why are you stealing a porch, man? You can't be in your right mind. A lot of things got to go wrong for you to be in a position to be stealing a porch mm-hmm. of all things. So, uh, good luck to everybody involved. I hope she. I hope she's able to. Uh, on the GoFundMe. Let me just click on it. I'm sure she got enough to get a new porch. Oh, she only got $240 right now. Oh, no. Uh, She needs 1150 dollars for the porch. She's only got 10 donors right now. That's, wow. Material and labor for stolen porch created one day ago. She also got a t-shirt. How do I donate for the porch over here? I'll give her a few dollars for the porch. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I hope it's real, anyway. That's the internet in 2021, that's life in 2021. I hope it's real.